great. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Mark Howard, and uh, welcome to the teleseminar. Um, this is our fourth one. It's the August teleseminar, um, August 20th at 12 noon. And we're going to talk about uh, getting over things and how it's a pathway to peace of mind. So here's how it'll work. Um, I'm going to share some points about this topic and how the principles of mind, thought, and consciousness help us get over things and find more peace of mind. And then I'll open it up for questions or comments. Um, I have muted everyone, so if you have a question or comment, hit star two. And um, and then I'll uh, unmute you and we can hear your question or comment. So, what, so we'll get started. And um, I think I'm going to talk maybe about 25 minutes or so about this topic, I have a couple of points I want to make, and then we'll open up to hear what your thinking is or um, any questions you have. So um, what's it about getting over things? Well, really what you find with people when they, when, you know, they're, they're in the thinking that the circumstances they're in or the people around them are what cause them to feel certain ways. Because people hold on to things, you know, if they were treated um, rudely or they were in a meeting and their boss said something to them in a critical fashion or, you know, um, they went on on, uh, a trip and instead of it taking three hours, it took seven hours. People who hold on to things that bother them or they have grievances about or they're resentful about or hurt. and. this is kind of like held in people's minds as background music. It's kind of a low humming that's there that um, causes people a feeling of stress or unease. And it's kind of like this humming that's back there. You're not really conscious of uh, continuing to hold things that have bothered you or you're annoyed with or things or you know or your grievances about things or your critical thinking, but it's it stays around and causes people um, feelings of bother or unease. For example, um, my wife and I just spent the weekend in um, a lake up here called Lake Tahoe, and we actually had a trip home that was usually a four-hour trip, and, and it was stop and go for most of the trip. We got home like eight hours later, and, uh, you know, I was talking to a friend last night, and I was still telling the friend the story, you know. So I'm holding it um, as still something that was a bother, you know, or a stressful kind of thing or something to uh, be troubled about. So we're all like that, but the principles help us in that the principles help us see a way to get over that, to start to um, get those things uh, uh ended or resolved or out of our minds uh, for good because really uh, once you've been through the event or the circumstance or the person's ways of being with you or treating you, once that's over with, it's gone. And and uh, what we hold on to really is our thinking about it. So we're really not getting over our own thinking. So that's what the principles uh, help us with, to see that it's not really the circumstances that are causing us um, 
grief or, or hurt feelings or resentment or bother. It's really the thinking that we've done about that. Uh, we're holding it in our minds through our, through our thinking. So the task really is to get an understanding of that so that we're able to, um, you know, really get over our own thinking. And um, that's the key. And the other piece here to talk about together today is that when you really uh, look at um, what you're bothered about from another person or the circumstances is that you can see that um, it's just the way it is. For example, um, if you spent like a day with a friend and they've been all self-centered and not really listened to you well or considered your ideas or even gave you the time of day and it was all about them and you start in your mind complaining about that or being resentful about that, uh, first of all, again, that's your own thinking. But the second thing is that Again, it's it's perfect. They're in a certain state of mind that um, lends them to be that way. Maybe they're in an insecure state of mind today or stressed out or exhausted, and so they're not as considerate or thoughtful as they normally are. So beginning to see that things that we hold on to that we're bothered by or hurt by or have grievances for is really really maintained by our our um, own giving that energy and life and our own thinking and also not being able to see that um, that's kind of how life showed up today. That's kind of the state of mind your friends or your co-workers or your bosses showed up and that's why they're acting the way they are. Those two things really help. For example... You know, life just showed up on our drive home from Lake Tahoe where it took us like an extra four hours. It wasn't, I mean, that's really the perfect outcome. It was whatever was going on that day. Um, there was no way it could have been different. Um, being with a friend all day and they're really just talking about themselves and not considering your point of view is really just the result of their being caught up in their state of mind. And that understanding helps a lot with being able to get over uh, thinking that could cause us bother about those circumstances or that person. I just want to step aside for a second. I'm in an office where all of a sudden they decided to now um, start to repair the street outside the window, and I can't really go anyplace else in order to keep privacy. So I hope it's okay with all of you. Sorry about that. So let me give you some examples. Um, I really love working with relationships, and I've been working with a, a couple for about the past three or four weeks, and they had a lot of trouble getting over anything that had to do with the other person's beha- behavior. Um, and what would happen is they would notice something about the way the person talked to them, the tone, or the way they asked the question, or the way they said something. And they would get angry about it. And uh, then they they would hold on to that. They would carry that with them for two weeks. And they would play it out in their minds. They didn't know this. They didn't know that they were just playing this out in their minds, but they would continue to engage their thinking about it uh, through the day, 
And that would lead to more um, bothersome thoughts about their partner. And uh, that would go on for two weeks. They wouldn't speak to one another. And they would continue to just be more and more angry and bothered and they would come out in their behavior to one another or they're, you know, slamming doors or things like that. So they came to see me about that. They wanted help with that. They didn't want to do that anymore. And um, we talked about these points that I'm sharing with you today, you know, about how that's how, first of all, that anger and resentment about the other person is really created through their own thinking about the other person and not understanding that their partner was probably in a troubled state of mind when they talked to them in a particular tone. And we talked about getting over that thinking, that it was thinking. That's the first thing for people to see, that they're really um, caught up in their own thinking. It's not the other person. Well... Just uh, yesterday, they came in and they were all excited. You know, they said, I can't wait to talk to you about, about the weekend, Dr. Howard. And I said, well, great. What, what's going on? They said, well, you know, here's what happened. You know, last night, Sunday night, they were doing the dishes. And uh, and one of them said something to the other person in a tone, and they got kind of offended. And then they said something back, and both people got angry again, their usual habit. They got caught up in that reaction, and again, they did what they usually do, which is to go in their separate rooms and brood, and all of a sudden, they uh, both told me that both they both remembered what we had been learning, what they'd been learning, that this was just their thinking, that uh, they could let it go. Um, they just got caught up in a troubled state of mind, and it really occurred to them, and they let it go. They let it go. And um, it occurred to them to just go back and apologize to one another. And so they did. And they said to, they said to me uh, uh, yesterday, you know, that was the first time we apologized like that sincerely in about five years. And then they said, guess how long we were in anger and bother and resentment? And I said, well, it was last night, so it wasn't two weeks. I know that. That's the good news. So I'd say, what, three hours? He said, no, 15 minutes. And I just said, oh, my God. I just said, high five, everybody. That was wonderful work because once they realized what was truly going on, they could let it go. They could get over it. So they went from holding on to things not getting over their grievances about each other for two weeks to 15 minutes. And then the other interesting thing, as we talked about this uh, yesterday in our session, the other interesting thing, here's the other interesting thing about it. Once you have the understanding of the nature of thought, once they got over it, it was gone. They didn't have to talk about it. They didn't have to analyze it to protect themselves from doing it again. They didn't have to review it. It was actually gone and they could get on with their night. And it's a wonderful thing I've seen in my work with couples and people in relationships, whether it's couples or in a business setting with, with teams of business people trying to work together, is that once they learn about the nature of thought so that they can get over reactions easier and quicker, it doesn't live. It doesn't stay around. It's gone. 
And it's a remarkable thing. I, I kind of look at it as that intelligence of mind, just taking care of things. Once you tap into your understanding of the nature of thought, it takes care of you. So they saw right away they could let it go. And then they saw to apologize. And this wasn't a strategy. We never talked about apologizing. We never talked about amends or anything like that. We just talked about the principle. So their wisdom came up with it themselves. Now, once they did that, they were, it was done. So they were just they were just astounded. They were just so um, thrilled by what they had discovered um, and how it could cut short some habit they had that was that was giving them. Oh, you know, just just these bad feelings for weeks on end. Um, The other thing I love to do is mentor uh, three principles practitioners. So I'm just going to give you another story about getting over it. It's in a different vein. This uh, practitioner was uh, with a client and was trying to establish rapport, which is like the first step, really, in being able to share with them anybody you'll understand your principles and they couldn't do it they were having a lot of difficulty with this person and they found themselves getting irritated and struggling and uh, getting into a tone and a position they had lost the feeling for this person to the point that when they said things it wasn't really from their understanding it was kind of like a thing that sounded good to them to say they were so off that the client actually got up and left and so uh, before I, uh, before this person and I had our mentoring session, it was like two days, and, and this practitioner was really giving themselves a hard time about it. I'm not getting over it, continuing to replay it, being annoyed and bothered with the way they went around about it. So as we talked together in our uh, coaching session, we got back to um, how it was just, the way they were thinking about themselves that was holding in place a bad feeling about how they went about the session. And this wasn't to ignore that they didn't uh, get the the rapport right. It wasn't to ignore that. It was to look at what was causing all of the upset and the annoyance and the bother and and the stressful feeling about it. Once they started to see, oh my God, again, I was there. They were using their power to think and using that against themselves. They relaxed. In our coaching session, they relaxed. I could just hear it in them. They just kind of let it go. They didn't let it go as a strategy. They just caught on. Oh man, here I go again, being critical of myself through my thinking. And they were able to relax. And once they relaxed, and he said to me, you know what, I just need to call my client and let them know that I really wanted to be in rapport with them and apologize for not getting there and letting them know I want to do a better job. All of this came to them in a second, just as they realized again that it, they were caught up in their own kind of ill will thinking about themselves and that's why they couldn't get over it. And once they saw that, they got over it and it made room for wisdom to come in. So uh, then we started to just 
talk about, well, what what feels right for you in terms of healing this relationship? And it was like matter of fact. It was an easy conversation and no criticism or negative feeling came in about this uh, three principles practitioner. So those are just two stories of, uh, of how it is that all of us, all of us, get kind of reactive to our circumstances of the people around us and we can keep it going in what we call having a grievance against somebody or being bothered by somebody or having a resentment or grudges. I mean, I've seen so many people that have had kind of an incident in the family 20 years ago and it's still, there's still ill will feeling in the family about that because they don't know how to get over, I would just call it bad thinking. They just don't know, they don't realize it has anything to do with thinking. They think it has to do with it has to do with all of it, you know, how they're seeing the incident and how right they are and how wrong the other person is. And it's really the other person who is causing all of this strife. So uh, with that three principles practitioner, he just emailed me this morning and said he called a client and the client's coming back in and he went so far as to say this session, this next session he's offering it for free. And we're just getting, and he just said that it ended with, let's just see if we can work together. And I, I, I just want to try uh, and see if I could be of help. And the client went for it. The client heard the sincerity of the practitioner. It doesn't always work that way, but I'm just telling you the story because once that practitioner got over the thinking that was making him feel so bad, he saw a way to be helpful. The wisdom came through again. So really, when we look at what do we have to get over to find our peace of mind, it's really we have to get over our own way of thinking. Not in a blaming way, not in a doing way, but in an understanding that that's all that's holding it in place is our, is our own way of thinking about a circumstance or an incident with another person or a relationship situation. And... Um, once we can see that, once we have an understanding to look within our own thinking, on its own it shifts. And when it shifts, we get over it. And when we get over it, we see um, we see it in a new way from our own wisdom. It gives room for wisdom to come in and help us take care of it if we need to. So those are those circumstances. The other uh, area where um, it's difficult for people uh, has to do with something that's gone on for a long time. So like maybe, you know, years ago, somebody um, was hurt um, or somebody had a traumatic experience or like with some families, the, something, some argument happened and they're holding a grudge. Or, um, you know, a, a lot of times I will be helping people who, with their own, uh, adult people with their own parents who they take in stances with the way they were treated by their father or mother and they don't talk to them anymore. Um, or they dread going back for a holiday dinner. 
In fact, a good friend of mine who um, started learning the principles with me back in 1982 shared a wonderful story. Um, after you know, we listened to, we were attending a lot of Sydney Banks seminars, and he, he for 15 years dreaded. Um, going back to a holiday dinner and visiting with his father um, because they would get in the same habitual pattern of um, his father telling him what to do and right away my friend would get angry and annoyed and and would be caught up in resentment and couldn't get over it. And uh, attending these seminars, he realized it had to do only with the way he was looking at his father that he was carrying around for 15 years thoughts that were uh, painting his father in a corner. He wasn't understanding that his father was caught up in a state of mind, couldn't do any better than he was. He saw that, my friend saw that he himself, my friend, was holding on to a lot of grudges and uh, resentments about the way he was talked to. And when he saw that, he dropped. And what came to him was, this time when you go back with your father, just hang out, get to know him. That's what he saw. Don't bite on that thoughts that come into your mind to be judgmental. So he went back with those three things. Just hang out, get to know his father, and don't bite on, engage that resentful thinking. He said he had the most wonderful time he's ever had with his father and got to know him more. So when we look at long-term, uh, you know, uh, long-term hurts or uh, traumas or uh, ill will feelings or resentments, we have to see once again, Sidney Banks says this all the time about the past, that it's over. The actual event that we are now holding in a negative way that's bothering us is gone. We could never go back and find that on the physical plane. We only keep it alive when we have a memory of it and engage that memory with our thinking. We keep it alive. And we keep it alive in the same way. We keep it alive. It comes to our memory. We remember that event or that person and the way they treated us, and we respond to it in the same way. So we can't get over it. The only way to get over it is to see that, well, a couple of things. One is that innocently, no judgment here, the way we're thinking about it is holding it in place. We want to look for another way to help ourselves take a look at the situation that or this person's actions that no longer are occurring at all. The other thing we want to see is that ourselves, we, and the other person or the other people that were involved in that event years ago, we're in different places. We are in different states of thinking, and it was those states of thinking that led to us getting hurt or being, being treated badly or whatever it is that we're troubled by. And that's really key. Uh, It's not... The principles 
understanding the principles don't tell you how to think about those. It tells you why you're now feeling the same thing that you felt 20 years ago. They're telling you why. And when you get, grasp that, you get a way to help yourself with it, help yourself get over it, come to peace with it. Um, and also the principles tell us why it happened, what's going on there. That we couldn't be better and the other person couldn't handle it better. And it starts to help us have an understanding of the humanness of people. It doesn't, again, it doesn't ignore that it, you know, it doesn't ignore that it was maybe bad treatment. It doesn't um, say you have to like something that wasn't something that was to be liked. You know, it has not, no statement about the quality of it. It just helps you see, get a freedom from how you're thinking about it, holding it in your mind so that it continues to give you the same experience you had, you know, 15 years ago. And once that starts to happen, you get peace of mind. You start to just live more peacefully. Uh, and when the memory comes up, it doesn't take you down. You hold it in a whole different way with you. You may even hold it shorter. It may just come, you may just come, have come to peace with it. Um, you just have more options available to you to handle your thinking. Like this couple that it took 15 minutes to get over a bad reaction to each other. They're coming to peace. They have peaceful feelings with each other the rest of the night. They came to peace in their minds and then they started to have good feelings again. So uh, that's what I wanted to share with you today. I wanted to give you a little sense again of um, how the principles help us in kind of a specific way of uh, handling thoughts, getting over thoughts getting over thoughts that cause us to feel badly, uh, having grievances or grudges or uh, hurt or, tra or traumatic experiences even, and uh, having an understanding for the nature of thought leads us to easily let our thinking about those events go. And it opens the way to having other ways of looking at it, maybe more wiser ways for ourselves. And the other piece to it is that we understand, we have an understanding for state of mind, that those people in the past that hurt our feelings or were now having grudges about acted that way from their own troubled state of mind. Guaranteed, if somebody's hurting another person, inconsiderate, not listening well, they're in a troubled state of mind. They're in worry, fear, self-consciousness. And um, the worse that gets, the, the worse a person acts. So understanding that helps us get over it. It doesn't excuse it. It doesn't make us like it, but it gives us peace about it. 
Um, so, excuse me. I hope that was helpful to you. And so I thought, you know, we've got about another 30 minutes, so it gives us a lot of time to interact with one another. And uh, so I'd like to hear from any of you if you have any questions or any comments. Uh, uh, let's let's start talking together. Um, and so to do that, you need to hit star, star two, and then I'll unmute you and we'll talk. So anybody there have any questions or any comments about what you heard so far? Okay. Um, oh, wait, I have somebody here. So, hello? Hi. Hi. Yep. Hey. Uh, so nobody was uh, speaking up, so um, I just wanted to share a story that seems to fit with what you're talking about. Oh, great. For my view. Um, I had a, a fairly profound experience this last Saturday. I went for a hike up in the mountains to, and kind of half-purposely ended up at the spot where I had released the ashes of my dog that had passed away a few years ago, and I thought it would be a healing experience. I hadn't wanted to hike there because of the memories, and certain amount, I realized I had a certain amount of guilt or feeling like, you know, what did I do wrong? She was my closest companion, really, for 12 and a half years. Dog owners can relate to this feeling that their dog is almost like a child. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. that was a hard thing, uh, but to, to make a long story short, um, it was just a really quiet, beautiful place, and I i mean, I just happened to find this place where I had released her ashes because I wasn't sure exactly where it was, and suddenly I found myself there, but anyway, um, I realized that I had done nothing wrong, that uh, that the, you know, all the, the love that I had given and received, how could there possibly be anything wrong? You know, that was so much bigger than I, you know, I had done everything I could have done. I was doing my yeah. best. And, yeah. um, it was wow. it was just really really moving and and healing um, and I realized uh, you know watching the swallows came in and played in the air and I realized well she's she's free you know yeah <laughs> and uh, it was like this beautiful nature experience and um, uh, you know perhaps it was sort of a reflection to things that had happened in my family with my brother dying but anyway it was. I had so many insights after that in different areas in my life. Um, and I'm still, still kind of uh, working with it. Um, but I guess that's what you call, I don't know, is that what you call forgiveness uh, of oneself? Um, but uh, yeah, it just yeah. felt like, you know, parts of my ego or whatever were just sort of let go. And, yeah. Um, 
excited for me to hang on to. Uh, it was really wonderful, wonderful experience. And that was what you call uh, a shift. Yeah. A shift there. Yeah. Oh man, that, I guess that, I was just a, ready for it, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's a beautiful, beautiful story, very touching story about, and again, the humanness of of a realization that we're talking about today in the teleseminar, a realization that um, you did all you could do, and then you get you get the intelligence that you're a part of speaks to you. It helps you heal it. These are my words for it, you know. These are just my words for it. But we're talking, just want to share the principles. But it's like, then you saw love. You saw the love you gave and the love you got from your dog. And then it it just... it really was a spiritual experience. Yeah. It went beyond any particular thing that happened. That's right. And uh, you then got over your thinking you did something wrong. You see how, in a way, it's kind of a natural, it was a natural thing. You didn't you didn't practice any strategy. In fact, you just happened onto the site, and then all of a sudden this took place within you. And, yeah, I mean, um, there, was, there was a little bit of intention there. I, you know, I went up there for healing. I felt like, I'm not going to the mountains because of these bad feelings. This is ridiculous. This is a really yeah. important thing yeah. to to yeah. to do this. Um, yeah. In general, and particular, so uh, so I kind of set the stage for it in that sense. But it was it, I was ready for it. Yeah, yeah, you did. You set the stage for it. Yeah. So that's the experience. That's what we're talking about. Exactly what we're talking about. That you know. Um, you had held on to something that kind of made you feel bad about um, your your dog's death, you know. And yeah, as it was painful, you, so yeah, and as really? you felt, yeah, yeah, and as you had that experience, you got over it. And then, not only that, but then other came to you, other thoughts came to you. The feeling of love came to you, and then, like you said, there's more that came to you. You were able to experience. Even deeper, uh, the birds and the, and the, and they and each and then you saw freedom. Right. You I was, have, I was yeah, very you see self more present. Yeah, yeah, and that's forgiveness. I would say that's a that's forgiveness. You get you in a, It's another way of saying getting over a way of holding thoughts against ourselves. It's another way of saying it, you know, is holding actions against ourselves, holding thoughts about our actions against ourselves. So. Oh, thank you. That was just a beautiful story. Beautiful. And I think the other thing, too, is like, you know, um, um, Eric, I recognize your voice, Eric. You know, another thing is that there's another piece here that's so wonderful because, like you said, you're kind of ready for it. And, you know, and and um, that's this wonderful thing about the principles because that's why it isn't a strategy or a, a thing to practice because... Being ready to hear something wise or to have another level of understanding, it's, really, it's a mystery how that occurs. And Sidney Banks said that to me one time, and it just relaxed me because he said, you know, it's really a mystery how you get an insight into something or how you gain another glimpse into the principles. But you just have to learn to live with the mystery and stay open to 
uh, gaining a realization. Yeah, it was uh, more like I was allowing it to happen. Yeah. You know, you're open, yeah. open to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. How beautiful that is. And it's like you can just hold with that. You could stay with that, and that's going to give you more more ways to handle family matters in a different light as well. Or yeah, the, the healing. Yeah, yeah the like healing. The yeah. fact that the healing is what's important. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Um, okay, there's somebody else that just checked in. Hello? Hello, Mark? Yes. Can you hear me? Um, yes, what you just said, uh, and I can relate to the love of a dog as well with your your previous caller. Um, what you just said about uh, kind of forgiving yourself for, say, decisions that you've made way back, you know, and you've always, it's always haunted you as to that you you perhaps took a wrong fork in in the road and you you gave up something that you love to do or and and you you queer yourself over many many years it's a very hard thing to let go that uh, you've made it you made a mistake you weren't grateful for what you uh, had been given and you thought you should do something else this is sort of a life direction thing yeah. and uh what you just said really helped me. I just had a breakthrough to to uh, kind of feel more uh, forgiveness for myself, you know, and see the innocence, yeah. kind of that, uh, you know, you did the best you could at the time. You thought that this that a certain direction was with your head was kind of a uh, way to go, and yeah. uh, you don't always see, you know, clearly which which way to decide to go in life, and. Uh, and so I really, really, uh, it really, pardon me, I'm a little emotional. Um, it really helped, helped me feel a little more peace and uh, forgiveness that you know, you're so innocent at certain points. You don't realize. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So. Well, these calls, I mean, I'm getting so touched by these calls. That's why I love connecting with you all. Uh, these, these are, you can feel the meaningness, meaningfulness of your call and Eric's call, and it's bringing tears to my eyes because you get down to the humanness of people, huh? You right. get down, you get down to the truth of the matter, and when you touch that, it's so deeply moving. Yeah, you know, it's all innocence. It, it really is. I mean, you you can only call your life at the level you're thinking today. You know, and it's like it's kind of like. You can kind of have a laugh to think that you could think better than you're thinking now. You know, it's like, you know, where are you going to, are you going to get that? You know. Mm-hmm. But when you come to that beautiful feeling you just shared with us about coming to peace, getting over with holding yourself uh, so um, critically, and you come to peace, so much opens up, and uh, you you find. Your connection again to to life, to the to, to mind, to the innocence of uh, this energy that we're all a part of, and um, and so that that was beautiful, and that's why it's so touching because you get out of your own uh, intellect into the deep, moving feelings of being part of these principles, and you hit the truth. You know, you you really saw in your own way. You know the words you were using and how you were explaining to us is not is is 
it's not exactly the depth of what you were feeling, the feeling of it we could get, you know. Right. And that and that's forgiveness, you know, that's forgiveness. And it's like it's like um it, it's something to just hold for for everybody that um in any time in the past we just called our lives the best way we were thinking at the time. You know, and as we gain more understanding of ourselves, you know, um, we can't use that knowledge and hold it against us because we didn't have that knowledge at the time. We were just doing all we could do with what we had to work with. And so is everybody else in the world. I I heard your voice is familiar, but what's your name? Uh, Mark. Mark Williams. Oh, hi. Hi, Mark. (laughs) Hi. Well, thank you so much for that. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. There's somebody else on the line, so I'm going to go to that person. Lee? Yeah, uh, this is Walker. Oh, Uh, hi. Yeah. This is Walker that I have, you know, my legal name is Kim Lee, so you will see that, but I use Walker. Uh, Hi, Walker. Yeah, hi. Uh, I have a question about how the three Ps, uh, you know, handle sudden loss of intimate relationships, father, husband, children, and, you know, even though you accept the death as part of life, that when you lose a sudden, you know, it, it's just like a, how do you handle that emotional, you know, effect of it. I, I think that understanding is there, but the grieving process, how would you, you know, deal with it in the three Ps? Well, with a lot of respect and... uh but it's like the of, sadness that I mean, yeah. what you because you yeah. were thinking is that sadness will is a part of the uh, part of process, so you will just uh, embrace it and live with it. Is that well, well? You know, I mean, it's kind of like what everyone has said. You know, you could hear Eric in terms of kind of coming to peace with the loss of his of his dog. You know, and it's like. Mm-hmm. So, so look, so here's the thing is that what I meant by a lot of respect is that the the principles don't tell us whether we should grieve or not. They mm-hmm. don't tell us, you know, they don't tell us how long we should grieve. Mm-hmm. They don't tell us whether we should have sadness. Right. They don't say anything about that. They just, they just, they're just there for us to used to experience what's happening in our lives. Mm. You know, and so uh, when I mean respect, is like when a human being loses a loved one at any time, but in particularly suddenly, what you don't want to do is pass judgment on the way they're reacting. Mm -hmm. You don't want to use the three principles to pass judgment. Like mm. that's you know, for example, that's enough grieving now. Don't you understand that's being created through thought? You know, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> but, you know, that's that's gonna be like 
Yeah, that's going to be really <laughs> inhumane thing to do, yeah. So that's what I meant, that's what I meant by the spell. Respecting mm. that that you're going through something and uh, that it's not about controlling it. Mm-hmm. But there's two points. Yeah. You know, there's always the point that you can get comfort in, but a person can get, get comfort in. And that is that the sadness, the, the, the laughter about somebody, the joy of uh, those experiences uh, are all being created through thoughts, through the way you're thinking. Yeah. So I just went to a memorial for my uh, brother-in-law. I knew him 40 years. Now, through an hour and a half, there was a whole mixture of things. We had laugh. We had laughs. We yeah. cried. So, so, the, so all of that is being created with to to where you're what you're thinking in the moment. The other is um, that you can always look toward trying to hear from your wisdom around how to pull through. Hmm. There's always there's all there's always something greater than your intellect and analytical thinking about how to go through this. And you can look to it like Eric, you know. Eric just saw that, he I don't know, I'm putting words into Eric's statements, you know, but he just kind of heard, I got to go there. And, I got, and, and, so, and then he kind of had a whole new way of looking at it. And it brought him peace. It brought him peace. So you have that going for you. And you don't, and you just want to keep looking there, and you don't want to put a timeline on it or anything like that. You just want to know, really, what you have going for you. That you have, you have this innate wisdom to help you through. Mm. And um, but, but, and and so that's what I would say to this. I you see. want to have a lot of. You want to help people have a lot of respect for grieving. Not in, in, you know, not in embracing it, but having the respect that um, that's what they're going through and not not to use their understanding of the principles against themselves. I see. You know? Uh, and to see that there will be variations in this. Mm. Uh, and the other piece, of course, is always to see that uh, you're not alone. It's not a, it's just not, you're just not you with your own intellect to try to figure your way through this. You have the intelligence of, uh, of the universe behind you to help guide you through it, to, to look toward it. I think that's something very interesting point is that I lost my father that I was very, uh, you know, close to in my late 30s. That was my very first death experience, and it was devastating emotionally. And then a decade later, I lost my husband. He was very young. And that time, because this was a second time, I had a some uh you know reference that I was thinking uh there are many women in this world 
that lost their husband. I thought about the, you know, women in the war and, you know, during the Korean War, any war. And then I beginning to sort of join with this, like, you know, other women that I don't even know, but there is this fact of life. That doesn't really, you know, reduce the sadness or whatever, but I compare to the first experience, the second experience was much, you know, gentler. So I guess that, you know, maybe as we grow older and we accept more and see things as a uh, daily life, maybe that understanding could change, the, you know, the way. I mean, I was thinking now if I have another death experience, I, it would be quite different than the other two. Yeah, you know, I, I, there's so just a couple of things, and uh, again, uh, I just really uh, uh, love hearing from from everyone, and it's so deeply meaningful what everyone has to share. So there's a couple of things in what you share, just to kind of be aware of. You know, one is that um, I would say what you shared with us on the death of your husband, you found mm-hmm. you became more philosophical. You had more kind of a philosophical position that united you with humanness. That, right. Okay. Now, that, now looking at somebody's passing or death, mm-hmm. at any point in your life, you have an opportunity to find that level of understanding. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not an age thing. It's really a level of understanding. Mm-hmm. And you found it. It occurred to you. Uh, uh, with the death of your husband. So it's very, very important for every human being to realize you can transcend the level of understanding at any moment in your life. You don't have to wait till you grow older because I bet you there are people um, uh, who are old that that don't have that philosophical stance about that that you found. Yeah, and uh, and the other thing, really, um, of what we're talking about together is um, that uh, there there's there's always you you always want to stay open to um, seeing if if you might have another way that you can look at it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah, and and so so really. Understanding the principles uh, is not really to focus on how can I feel differently. It's mm. a, it's really just an understanding of why you're having the experience you're having. I see. Uh, yeah, I see. see? Yeah. yeah. And then that that serves us to keep us honest. <laughs> you know, like mm. when we want to look, when we want to look outside and then get all upset about other people, understanding the principle keeps us honest on that, you know. And that's all we yeah. want because if we're there, we'll we'll hear from our wisdom at some point, and that'll help us. We'll get a new thought on a uh, situation we're dealing with or feelings we're having. And uh, it's not that uh, you should be. Changing your feelings. It has. It has nothing, it's nothing about it like that. It's about just understanding mm. where where they're getting created. Thank you. 
Yeah. So, um, wow, this is wonderful hearing from all of you. It's just, I hope all of you who have been on the call um, have been touched as much as I have by just the sharing of a few of us. And uh, that's what I want from our, our teleseminars. You know, I just want to share a few points about uh, what's come to me in the month about the principles and, and also hear from everyone else because all of us are, are connected. And, and it's just beautiful to hear the understanding of the principles from, from the people who share today. So I hope today's seminar was helpful to you. Um, and it's so important. It's just so important to, um, to even though we're talking about something like getting over your thinking, that it really isn't a thing for you to work at. It isn't a thing to begin to judge yourself from. You know, oh man, I've got to get over my thinking. I'm still holding a grudge. You know, it's not that. It's about just seeing that there's a potential in you if you look to the nature of thought, that at some moment you can get an understanding for that that will allow you uh, to see things in a different light. That it, it must come from you. It isn't about the other person getting better. It isn't about the other person doing anything. It's about you tapping into a capacity you have um, to see a situation that you've been through from a little higher level of consciousness. And it isn't about uh, forcing yourself to do that. And it isn't about keeping time about, well, when is this going to happen for me? It's just about holding that understanding within you and keeping your eye pointed within your own understanding of the nature of thought. So thank you to all of you. Um, once again, uh, we're going to have the recording of this uh, teleseminar up on our um, my website. And wow, it'd be nice uh, to go back and hear the contributions from uh, the three people who shared. They were very meaningful. And you could see, you can hear, when people have that, under, that's what I mean by an understanding, when you have it to the point of that feeling people shared with, that's, that understanding is going to guide them. In a, they had a shift. As uh, Eric said, it was a shift. Okay, everyone. Um, have a good month. And um, 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 again, feel free if you have any other questions or um, anything like that, you can feel free to send me an email. All right. Have a good month and we'll... Uh, We'll all talk again in September. Thanks for calling in, and I hope it was helpful to you all. Bye. The conference is now completed. Goodbye. Welcome to the conference.